This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Hi, welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb, a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm. Today we're looking at the benefits of hard frosts and midwinter tasks. At the Nelson Farmers Market it really is feeling like midwinter, but it is a big milestone to have the shortest day behind us. Slowly we are getting more daylight hours. We're in the middle of Matariki and the growers are busy preparing for the coming season. Well, as I'm recording this, it is still zero degrees and I want to let out a giant screech of delight, but I won't because I'll deafen you. So, <laughs> but oh boy, this is my idea of heaven. What would make it even better is if we got cloud cover and the frost stayed all day. Yes, well, I know. I, you know I'm weird. I just, I can't, I mean, you can tell that I'm talking with a huge smile on my face. I just adore frosts. As you know, I grew up in Invercargill and we used to regularly get beautiful frosts, like down to minus five and, and so white that it was just, it, it just looked like snow. Absolutely fantastic. So whenever we get a lovely white frost here, I'm just filled with childish delight. I tell you, I really am. I went down to the pond this morning to feed the ducks, which I went halfway down the hill, crunching across the frozen grass. It really was like brick. And then I went down to, to the pond. In fact, look, sorry, I'll start again. Last week when we had that first, was it last week or the week before we had a string of frosts? It must have been the week before because it rained last week. That's right. And we had six frosts in a row. And on about the third day, I noticed just a tiny sheen of ice on the top of our pond, which made me incredibly excited because I haven't seen that for probably about, oh, I'd say six or seven years at least. And it's just it was just great. I came running back up and said to John, John, there's ice on the pond. And he looked and okay, it was only a little patch of sort of sludgy stuff. And then the next day there was more. And eventually it, it probably was sort of diagonally across half the pond. And I didn't get the delight of watching the ducks trying to land on it. I think they sort of worked out something was wrong when they poked their beaks down over the bank and realised they couldn't get any water. So they went around the other side and hopped in that way. After the rain, I thought, oh, it's going to be a while before we get any ice. We didn't have any ice on the pond yesterday morning, and it was minus one. Today it was zero. It had been minus one, and there was a, a decent amount of, of ice on the pond again. So really excited because it's supposed to be even colder tonight and tomorrow night, so we'll have even more ice. I'd love it to ice right over. Not that I'll try ice skating on it because it's not that thick. So sorry, I must get on to the topic. Well, I am talking about frost, but I must get on to the topic. It really is wonderful to be getting a real winter. We haven't had a real winter in most of, I don't know about Marlborough, but definitely in, in Tasman District. We Last year, we didn't get a decent winter, and I don't think we did the year before. Last year was really quite warm, and I had a quiet giggle to myself the other day because I remember the Met Service saying that June was the, going to be the warmest month in winter on record. And I thought to myself, Really? Maybe before we had the string of frosts, but after that, I don't think so somehow. So that just made, made me giggle a little, a little bit. The reason I just think that winter is important is it gives the garden a rest, it gives the plants a good rest, and the benefits of hard frost, which is one of the things I wanted to touch on, I've probably, I know I've mentioned them in the past, 
but I wanted to touch on them again because a lot of people sort of go frost. Oh, I can't stand frost. What you need to do is think about the good the the good it is doing on your property because it really is. Frosts can be good for our souls. They're definitely good for mine because I wake up in the morning and it's and knowing it's frosty, I'm out there and I feel totally alive. Whereas in summer, if it's warm in the morning, I'm just like Ugh, sluggish. So the other wonderful thing about frosts is it kills bugs, especially things like aphids and whitefly. So hopefully if we continue to get a decent number of frosts, you may notice come summer that we won't have as many bugs around. It will have killed off some of the, particularly the whitefly, which can be a real pain. If you don't get a cold enough winter, then the whitefly inundation is even worse the following summer. Frost also deters slugs and snails. Funny that. Can you imagine their poor little darling, you know, gelatinous sort of bellies on the rock-hard frosty ground? I think they would freeze to death, personally. Either that'll get cut as though they're razor blades. So I haven't seen a lot of slugs and snails around, and they will have gone totally into hibernation. Okay, come spring when it warms up, they'll be back. But make the most of the fact there aren't a lot around at the moment. It is actually really good. Perhaps one of the most special things that frost does, it helps to break up soils, especially clay soils. If you can imagine all the particles of the soil freezing, and then as you know, when, when ice starts, sorry, when things freeze, they, their particles sort of expand. And so you can imagine as, as it thaws, boof, it's almost like um, you can just imagine the little particles of soil that are clumped together sort of exploding. They explode with the pressure caused by the frost. So this is fantastic, particularly, as I say, if you're on something like mercury clay, or maybe you've, you've just moved onto a property and you've been digging over an area and you, you've got big clods of dirt, then that, even if it's beautiful dirt, the frost will still help to make your soil far more friable. And it doesn't take a lot of frost to really make a difference. It's quite surprising. The main thing to do with all these frosts is definitely go out and check your frost protection, especially if you've got young citrus and other tender plants such as avocados and tamarillos. It doesn't take much to cause some frost damage and it's really important if you do have frost cloth right over your plants, just check that none of the cloth is touching the foliage because if it even touches it just a fraction, then you will still get frost burn. The thing I find fascinating about frosts is they change all the time. It's, it's, not, it's just really interesting. I've noticed it particularly on our property, mainly because you know, our house is on a knoll and we look down the hill to the pond. Some days that hill will be white. Other days it'll be white in sort of different areas with bits of green. Today, for instance, up the, on the top of our lawn, up by the clothesline and towards the top garden, you know, up the top of the hill, was white this morning for the first time. And this is really interesting. It's, and, and Frost definitely, Jack Frost shifts. He decides where he's going to put the frost each night, and it may not be in exactly the same spot. Something might survive a really harsh frost one day, and then you've got a slightly milder frost the next that will knock it back because Jack Frost decided to visit that exact spot. It's really interesting. I, I love the science. I've always loved the science of weather, and cold, cold weather especially fascinates me. And I, I hope everybody who had gales last week, like really strong, I know there were some strong winds, and I'm pretty sure Marlborough had gale force winds. I'm not sure about Golden Bay or um, further inland in Tasman, but we didn't really get anything. We got a slightly gusty southerly, I think. I'm just trying to remember what day that was. It was late last week. 
But it, it didn't really come to much. And I, I was hearing about all these gales all over the country and thinking, oh, that, that's my years in Wellington coming out because I lived in Invercargill for 20 years, grew up there. And of course, we got beautiful southerly gales down there. And I know you think I'm mad because I'm saying beautiful southerly gales. And then living in Wellington for 17 years, I really only now come to appreciate how special, I, just, I do say special, the weather is in Wellington because it's not boring. You never know what's going to happen and you regularly get northwest gales and then you get southerly gales. Those southerly storms in Wellington used to be amazing. I used to love them. I'd get all rugged up and go down to the south coast because we, li we lived in Island Bay, so I'd go down to the south coast and just stand there with the wind just blasting me. I absolutely love it. I think I should go and live in Antarctica, actually. It'd probably suit me better. <laughs> so I get so frustrated because here I am in lovely Nelson. You know, as per usual on the weather, they say, and Nelson, as usual, is sheltered from all this. And I'm thinking, oh, bother. <laughs> I should have done some research into the weather before I moved here. <laughs> but then again, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have me doing this radio show. So probably just as well I didn't. You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane on every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm, rain or shine. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb. Today we're focusing on the benefits, yes, the benefits of hard frosts and midwinter, and midwinter tasks. Got a bit excited there. The Nelson Farmers Market would like to say a massive congratulations to the vegetarian butcher who was the supreme winner at the New Zealand Vegan Sausage Awards with her breakfast sausage. The judges said, a very authentic sausage, great texture, appearance and flavour. She also was awarded best breakfast sausage, best chorizo and runner-up in best specialty sausage with her spicy Italian sausage. So if you haven't tried them, now's the time. If you do discover that you've got frost-damaged plants, don't immediately think you've lost them and think you've got to get rid of them or cut them back. Leave the frosted foliage—that's hard to say. Leave the frosted foliage <laughs> because it will help protect any lower foliage from damage in future frosts. Yes, you have to put up with your plant looking slightly ugly, but it's worth it if it's going to be protected further down. It's a great time getting onto midwinter tasks. It's a great time to prune your roses. Do ensure your secateurs and loppers are sharp and prune on a fine dry day. Frosty days are fantastic because the air is very dry, but you really need to wait until the frost is gone and any sort of dew or after your frost has melted, any, any moisture that might be on your roses has dried. This can be a little bit tricky at this time of the year. There's usually only a very short window of time during the day, round about early afternoon, before the cold starts to descend again. And you really don't want to be pruning in those sort of conditions. If you do large cuts, you may need to use something like pruning paste or I've used Vaseline petroleum jelly, which works just as well, just to seal the cuts straight away. This will just help to prevent any sort of diseases getting into your rows. So it, it, you don't need to worry if your cuts are quite small. It's only if you're cutting off big, big fleshy sort of branches or sorry, not branches, stems. That's when you really need to be a little bit concerned about that. And once you've pruned, it's a good idea to, if you like following a spray program, spray with double strength copper straight away. And it's okay to do that with open cuts. It's not going to hurt the rose at all. And it's very important to do it straight away because you want to protect that rose. And then about two or three weeks later, spray with your Conqueror oil. I've mentioned it in past shows. Don't mix the two together because one tends to cancel the other out. 
So it's, you do the double strength copper first and then two or three weeks later you do the conqueror oil. It's a perfect time to prune twice fruiting raspberries. Prune autumn canes, they, these are raspberries like mine that, that fruit in summer and autumn. Prune autumn canes down by half, sorry, the, the autumn canes, the ones that fruited this past autumn, cut them down by half because the summer crop will come from the new growth on those, on those canes that fruited in autumn. And once they're fruited in summer, then you cut them right off. So at the moment, this also applies to the, if you've only got autumn cropping raspberries, then you cut them down by half and that's when you get, you'll, you'll actually get a lovely autumn crop again. I might have got that wrong. Let me, I, I will do a bit of research. I've actually got it written down in a different area. So I'll check that out. I've got a funny feeling I just said the wrong thing about the, I did. Ignore what I just said about autumn raspberries, the ones that only fruit in autumn. I'll tell you about that in my next show. Once you've pruned your twice fruiting raspberries down by half, then weed and feed with fish compost and sheep manure pellets ready for the new spring growth as the soil warms up. Lawn growth should be slowing down if not definitely mow at a higher level to prevent root damage in cold, damp soil. If you're preparing a bed for potatoes a little bit later on, choose a site that was composted in autumn because you don't want the soil to be too rich. You could dig through a little bit of fish compost now so that by the time you, you if you're going to put your potatoes in September, October, you could dig just a little bit of fish compost through now, but not too much because you don't want too much nitrogen in the soil. Now just a little quick aside, I'm very excited. You may know that the other thing that I'm very passionate about is ballet. I've been doing ballet classes since 2015 after my hip replacement in 2014 and it's a huge part of my life now. I absolutely adore it. Well, I'm part of the Fokatu Dance Theatre, the Peter Spooner Academy of Dance and I love this studio. It's, got a, it's actually got a lovely ethos. It's very inclusive and the children are just the real focus, which is just wonderful because yeah, lots of children have the opportunity to dance, which is, I think dance is such a special thing to do. So every year, the Fokatu Dance Theatre, Peter Spooner Academy of Dance puts on a show. And this year I'm, I'm thrilled to be doing, I'm in one dance and the, it's, it's lovely, it's called Don't Stop Us Now and it's on from the 29th to the 31st of July it's on at the Theatre Royal, and the it's, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday at 7pm, and there's also a matinee at 1.30pm. The adults are $20, children, students, and seniors are $16, and the lovely thing about it, if you have children that love dance, or you have grandchildren, and you want to introduce them to dance, this is a perfect show to go to, because it's just delightful. The, there are sort of different levels of dance, there's ballet, contemporary, tap, um, jazz, and I just know it's going to be fabulous. So mark that down in your diaries. It's from the 29th to the 31st of July. And the show's called Don't Stop Us Now, the Fokatu Dance Theatre. And you can book tickets through the Theatre Royal. Anyway, happy gardening, everybody. And I hope you really enjoy this beautiful winter weather. Hope you enjoyed today's show. If you have any questions about anything I covered, email me at nelson at freshfm.net. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers airs Tuesday morning 20 to 11 and replays Sunday afternoon 20 to 3. Previous editions of this show are available as a podcast from our website, freshfm.net, or through the Access Internet Radio app. Thanks to the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday 
from 8.30am to 1.30pm for supporting a show about gardening. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.